Welcome to Marksman, a podcast for men who've been marked by Christ and who are aiming their lives at Christ likeness. I'm Mark Spellman, your host. I want to welcome you to the podcast. Thanks for tuning in, watching on YouTube, or listening on whatever uh, podcast platform you're listening on. If you haven't checked out the YouTube, um, if you're just always listening, um, don't hesitate, man. Go over to YouTube, check out some of the video uh, platforms of all these podcasts. You can pull up the playlist. It has all of the podcasts from the Family Mission Group, and you'll want to check those out. Just kind of a new dimension. If you are watching, you've noticed we've had a little bit of a change of scenery. We don't have the map necessarily behind me here today. Kind of in the living room here, uh, recording these podcasts, and hope you're enjoying kind of the more homey um, look to things. Anyway, just wanted to change things up a little bit. So, course you'd have to go to youtube to check that out but anyway if you are welcome today we're just glad to get back into the word we've been talking for weeks now about what it means to have a to be list we know what it is to have a to-do list we live by our to-do list right men and we even have that honeydew list which is a that's like a top tier to-do list right the honeydew list well, what we're talking about, though, regardless of whether you're doing the honeydew list or whether you're doing any other of your to-do list, what is it that we are to be? So we're talking about a to-be list. There's a lot of things that Scripture says, God says in His words, we are to be. And I don't have time to review them all. We've we've looked at this for weeks and weeks, and man, I don't apologize, I'm I don't know how much further we'll go. I'm just until the Holy Spirit says, okay, move on to something else. But I've been enjoying thoroughly digging into the Word, not only encouraging myself, but hopefully encouraging you as we just kind of reevaluate where we're living from, because that's what we're really diving into in this to-be list. We are human beings, not just human doings. And so how we are on the inside matters huge. Not just what we do, but how we are. So we've been looking at to be, what to be. Well, today we're going to go to Ephesians 4, and we're going to talk about another uh, dimension of being. Another dimension of being. I'm going to read first in the King James. It says in Ephesians 4, verse 32, it says, Be ye kind, be kind to one another tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. Be kind. Be tender-hearted. Be forgiving to one another. I think those are some pretty powerful to-be's, don't you? And of course, it doesn't make, it makes perfect sense being a Christian, a Christ follower, I mean, we're aiming our lives at Christ's likeness. Wasn't he all of these things to us? Wasn't he kind to us? Bible says in Ephesians 2, it's going to take the ages to come for God to reveal just how kind he was to us through Jesus Christ. You can see that in Ephesians 2. It's going to take ages to come, not just a few years ages to come for God to reveal and unfold just how kind he was to us through his son, Jesus Christ. So God is kind. Jesus was kind. Was he tenderhearted? Do we have a high priest who can be touched with the feelings of our weaknesses, 
our infirmities. Yes, we do. I'm sorry, Hebrews 4 says, we have such a great high priest who's ascended into the heavens, who can be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. Now, he didn't involve himself in our sin. He didn't involve himself in our weakness, but he was touched with it. He put on flesh. He did life as a man. He did life in the flesh. He, his feet got dusty. I don't know if his body got stinky. I don't know how all that worked, but he was 100% man. He was 100% flesh, but he was also 100% God. He was 100% divine. Those weren't competing realities. Those were completing realities. He was one. The Lord our God is one. And Jesus, it says in the book of Colossians, that the Father is pleased to have all the fullness of him dwelling in Christ bodily. So how God does that, puts everything natural and and spiritual together in one, well, it's the same way he's doing it in you and I. I remember the first sermon I preached when we just started our church where I really felt the anointing of God. I felt the presence of God. God was teaching me and showing me, and I was teaching our our small congregation at that time. I was teaching them how the more spiritual we become, the more one we become. We don't have our natural life and then our spiritual life. No, we become one. We become one. We don't have this divided life. We know we're not living two lives. We're one. And our spirit, especially once we're born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, and we become one with Christ and one with God, and we allow the fullness of him to fill us in our flesh and in our life and the expression of our life, then we become one like Christ is one. So was God kind to us? Was Jesus kind to us? Was he tenderhearted to us? Does he know what it's like to live here in the earth? Bible says he was tempted in all points like as we are, yet without sin. He didn't participate in the sin, but he was touched with the temptation. He was he was tempted. The Bible says Jesus was tempted. Now, here's a lesson in all this. Temptation is not sin. Just because I'm tempted or you're tempted to do something or to think something or to whatever doesn't mean we've sinned. So don't let shame, guilt, condemnation uh, vex you, men, if you're just facing temptation. Just because we're tempted doesn't mean we've sinned. Jesus was tempted. He was tempted in all points, and we might struggle with that thinking, how could he be tempted? He did, How could he be tempted to do drugs? How could he be tempted with pornography? How could he be tempted to, you know, whatever, with, with sin, you know, that we're faced with the temptation on on phones and you know technology and internet i mean how do he have those temptations good question huh you know scripture has an answer cuz the scripture says he was tempted in all points so that's a good question it's a valid question but there is an answer because what are the points of temptation and scripture is very clear if you go to the garden of eden If you go to the garden in the wilderness where Jesus was tempted, and then if you read 1 John chapter 2 around verse 15, you'll see a perfect um, 
harmony of what are the points of temptation. It says in 1 John chapter 2, I'm just going to quote it to you without taking time to turn there. It says, If you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you. For all that is in the world, all that is in the world, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, it's not of the Father. So there's three things, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. Go back to Jesus being tempted in the wilderness. Perfectly lines up. His three temptation, lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. Go back to the very book of beginnings, Genesis chapter 3. How was man tempted? Three ways. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. So the fact that Jesus was tempted in all points, there's just three points. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. So don't get in the weeds on pornography or adultery or fornication or, no. It's just three points that we're going to face temptation. It's either going to be a lust of the flesh, it's either going to be a lust of the eyes, or it's going to be the pride of life. At one of those points, the enemy is going to work to bring temptation to us. Jesus faced temptation in all those points, and he overcame. So he, he, can, he can identify, he didn't yield to it, but he can identify with all the points we've been tempted. We have such a great high priest who can represent God to us and us to God. What a priest did, represented God to man and man to God. Jesus, our high priest, was tempted in all points. Hebrews 4 talks about it, yet without sin. So, was he kind? Yes. Was he tenderhearted? Did he, to a degree, sympathize, not make excuse? You got I don't even really, maybe empathy would be the better word because sometimes sympathy, you would excuse the sin. We're not talking about it. He didn't excuse our sins, but he knows what it was like to be tempted. So could he be and is he tenderhearted? Yes. And did he forgive? Come on, somebody. Did he forgive? Yeah. Strung out his arms. It wasn't the nails holding him to the cross. It wasn't the nails holding his feet on that cross and his hands on that cross. No, it was his love for you and I and his desire to forgive us. So here's what we got. Be kind. Be tenderhearted. Be forgiving. If we're going to aim our lives, marksmen, if we're going to aim our lives at Christ's likeness, this is a powerful truth to dig into. This is a powerful passage to look at. In fact, I pulled that one verse out, but in context, here's what it says. Um, verse, oh, verse 28, we'll just get a run at it. Let him that stole steal no more. Rather, let him labor, work with his hands, that which is good that he may have to give to him that's in need. So we work to give, not work to live. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good for the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers or to the hearts of those listening. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you have been sealed unto the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor. I had to look that word up one time. 
I thought I knew what it meant, but it, I surprised, it surprised me when I looked it up. Clamor comes from the root of protest. Protest. Getting loud in protest. So got to kind of watch where we go with our protest on that. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, or that loud, uh, raucous uh, protest, evil speaking, be put away from you with all malice or deceitfulness, and be, here's our to-be list, don't be all that, right? Like we talked last week, sometimes to highlight on what to be, we've got to flip the coin and see what not to be. Well, these are things we don't want to be. Don't be those things. But, verse 32, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as, now here's the cinch, here's the pull this thing together. If you're at all feeling like, man, some of that I struggle with, some of that I challenge, I'm challenged by, well, let this seal the deal for you, because here's what it's based on. Even as God, for Christ's sake, forgave us. So if there's somebody you're struggling to forgive, how much do you want to be forgiven? And how did God forgive us? He forgave us for Christ's sake. And Christ took sin upon his body he did not earn. He took punishment. He took wrath. He took judgment on his life. He, by faith, took that what he didn't deserve, so that one day we could take by faith what we don't deserve, which is forgiveness, which is blessing, which is honor, (laughs) which is redemption. So he took by faith what he didn't deserve. So we do not want to go down that road of what we deserve. I deserve to be treated better. I deserve to be respected. I deserve, I deserve, I deserve, I deserve. We live in a entitled society. And the spirit of Antichrist drives that entitlement. But we're never going to be men of Christ, marked by Christ, Christ like, if we live entitled, thinking only about what we deserve. I deserve this. I deserve that. If he thought that one second, we're toast. If Jesus let his mind go there for one second, it's over. Was he tempted to? Yes. Bible says in all points, he was tempted. But did he? No. And do we have to? No. No, we don't. Be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, who for Christ's sake forgave you. So for Christ's sake, could you not forgive him? I feel like I'm I'm speaking to somebody by the Holy Ghost today. You've been really struggling, and you know you're struggling. You know you should forgive but you're struggling to forgive. How do you forgive? How did God forgive? For Christ's sake. So for Christ's sake, can you forgive him? Not even for your own sake. How about for Christ's sake? It's what scripture says. For Christ's sake, he forgave us. So for Christ's sake, can you forgive them? Can you just let it go? Can you release them? Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for helping us. Thank you just even for that clarity that you give us in your word, that for Christ's sake, we can forgive. Now, as we wrap up here today, and we are out of time, this wasn't written in chapter and verse, as you <laughs> as you well know. 
Uh, it's in chapter and verse for reference sake, and that's handy. It's, it helps us. But chapter 5 isn't like a new thought. I mean, it's just flowing right from that place where he said, Be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. Then we have another powerful, in the same vein, powerful be, to be. Be ye therefore followers of God as dear children. Amplified says, be imitators of God. Copy him, follow his example as well-beloved children imitate their father. So we want to be imitators of God. We want to be kind, we want to be tenderhearted, we want to be forgiving. If for no other reason, do it for Christ's sake. And be an imitator of your father who forgave you for Christ's sake. He forgave me for Christ's sake. Praise God. Be ye an imitator of God. Copy him. Follow his example as well-beloved children imitate and copy their father. Praise God. Well, we're out of time here on Marksman here today, this week. I want to thank you, men, for joining me. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast. I ask you, share this podcast with some other men, family, friends, co-workers, guys you go to church with. Let's get some more guys involved in the conversation. Let's get some more guys joining us as marksmen, aiming our lives at Christ's likeness. I invite you to do that. Just click the link, share the YouTube link, put it in a text, put it in an email. Um, if you're listening on an audio format, you know how to share there. Just hit the share button and, and man, send this podcast to someone, some men, young or old, you might think would be encouraged by this and be uh, challenged in a good and godly way to just grow in Christ's likeness. Amen. And I want to encourage you to be a part of the conversation. I want to hear from you. There's an email link below. I'd love to hear from you. And I want you to know we're praying for you, men. We're praying for you, not only our family, but we have a prayer force here at Family Mission. And they're praying over everyone that listens and watches our podcast. So you've been prayed for by the prayer force. And if you're interested, men, man, we need some men on our prayer force. If you're interested as a marksman to be on the Family Mission Prayer Force, you want to be a part, click that link, uh, the email link below, send me an email, and say, hey, sign me up for the prayer force. And what's going to happen is you're going to begin receiving an email every uh, Wednesday, and it's going to have special content, email update on what to be praying, how to be praying, and also special content, video content, teaching content, resources for you as a man of prayer. So if you're interested in that, you can click the link and say, sign me up. And if you haven't given us your email, give us an email so we can begin sending you uh, our Monday. We call it Mission Monday, just a little ministry update, very short, very brief, but also an encouraging video that I do every Monday called Mission Monday. Just a kickoff to your week, a good video devotional, a good conversation starter. And if you haven't been getting the Mission Mondays, man, you can check it out. Just give us your email. They'll come right to your inbox every Monday. And if you want to, go to YouTube. I keep directing you back there, man. Go to YouTube. There's also a playlist for all the Mission Mondays. They're all titled right there. And they're just, you know, anywhere from 10 minutes or so, 10, 15 minutes. Some are only five to seven minutes, but most around 10, 15 minutes, something like that. 
um, go check out the Mission Mondays. A lot of different topics, a lot of different encouraging words. But again, men, thanks for being a part of Marksman. And I encourage you this week, all this week, check your to-be list and aim your life at Christ likeness.